0: Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined again by Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I opened a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. Today, more than any time before, we believe that we're living in and through what is unfolding as one of the most impactful global events in history. The COVID pandemic is driving never-before-seen change in the world, which is leading to escalating confusion, uncertainty, and ultimately, fear. Your view of the world, or more specifically, your view of your world, represents how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it, whether it is the growing societal divisiveness, the need to pivot in a business or career, or for many, the shifting family dynamics, few have trained for or know how to prepare for what is unfolding before us. However you are experiencing what is happening in your world, Stephanie and I are committed to guiding and supporting facilitating deeper conversations in the realm of our mental, emotional, and spiritual health and well-being. These Mindset Matters episodes are intended to provide a context of what are bigger and deeper conversations that we hope inspire you to ask yourself different questions or to pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We invite you to check in, to ask yourself, is the path you're on the best path for your journey And are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Our intention for each Mindset Matters episode is to provide you useful tools that you can apply in your life to help you in taking meaningful steps in achieving your vision, your goals, to be your greatest self and live your best life. Listen in. Enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters. And as always, I am joined by the beautiful, lovely, talented. And very smart. Very smart. Stephanie Hamlin-Francie. Stephanie.
1: Hi, Patrick. This is a fun one for me. I think we're going to get a little bit more into the sciencey stuff, which I love. And just so you know, we're not scientists. Um, We're not um, psychologists. We're not behavioral therapists. But in the world that we are, I've had to discover and uncover some layers and layers of of um, how the mind works. So that's okay. what I want to talk about today.
0: Okay. So that's just almost like a warning. Okay. So <laughs> <F>. yeah,
1: warning, <laughs> warning, warning.
0: <laughs> okay. So don't, you know, don't shut us off yet. Uh, this all started with a conversation that we've had on many occasions over the past several months. And it was given what's going on in the world, uh, a term that was is called cognitive dissonance 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 that's what he said
1: (laughs) he said (laughs) dissonance
0: okay well i meant dissonance (laughs) anyways uh and it could be cognitive distortions that which led into cognitive
1: distancing
0: cognitive distancing so these are all things that uh there is a purpose to this conversation but let's first off let's give definition to cognitive and um So, that we can actually then get into it and talk about why it matters and why we think it matters when it comes to mindset matters. Go ahead.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is cognition it's the relatability or the absolute understanding of what's factual, what you know, maybe what you apprehend by having a certain understanding. So, our cognition is also our awareness and the filters that we bring information through that we then make decisions on. That's what cognition is.
0: Okay, so can you make it even simpler and say, give us an example of cognitive dissonance or cognitive distortion?
1: Okay, well, cognitive dissonance, for example, is what we call in, in the world that I'm working in with athletes, we call it the champion's paradox. It's knowing that two completely opposite things are happening at the same time and they have to be able to exist at the same time. So for example, you're seeing what's happening in the world. And you're, they're just saying, just wait two weeks and we'll flatten the curve and then we'll do this. And then they move the goalposts. So you're seeing it, but you can't truly believe it because there's, there's two things happening at the same time. And all of a sudden you're getting an awareness that maybe, or you're getting a feeling that something's not quite right. That's cognitive dissonance. You're seeing something that's not true, or that, that they're telling you is true, but you're getting the sense that it's not. So something's split.
0: So there was an example once. So thank you for that. So then there was an example once that I was given that I thought was quite good is like a smoker, knowing that smoking is not good for your health. It's proven it could give you cancer, but totally disconnecting from that reality, even though that Correct. reality exists. Is that a that's that, a
1: really good very factual and practical example of knowing something is not true. So knowing something is true, but then in being in denial that it could affect you.
0: Yeah. And yeah. or that it is or that, or it's that it is true. true right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, so cognitive distortions. So let's take a look at some common distortion or cognitive distortion examples. Okay.
1: So think about uh, distortion. You're seeing something or you're experiencing something, but you generally um, are repeating it over and over and over again. And it's actually untrue. It's usually a negative thought. Cognitive distortions are generally, um, they live in the negative realm. And then basically your mind sort of has a distortion or a thought that creates something and it convinces us that it's true. And it's usually negative. That's why I wanted to bring up cognitive distortion right now, because it's how we're perceiving things right now. We're getting mixed messages from the, the health people and from the politicians and from the mainstream media. We're getting all of these mixed and uh, messages and contradictions, and it's creating in many, many people cognitive distortion distortions as to how they're actually relating to themselves, but mostly relating to the people that they care about.
0: Okay. So that would be, for example, catastrophic thinking.
1: Oh, that's the biggest, that's, we call that awfulizing. I call that awfulizing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right. So you think you're going to expect the worst, every single situation, you're going to get the worst possible outcome. Mm -hmm. so you think about okay well what if what if okay so something's happening and what if i fall what if like an ice dance for example what if i lose what if i don't get the medal so then you link it to then i'm gonna die right then i'm gonna die that's always the awfulizing and the catastrophic thinking that's the number one thing when it comes to cognitive distortions
0: okay so you're get called to a meeting by your boss you're gonna get fired
1: Oh, yeah. Like, the link is ridiculous.
0: The kids are late. They obviously had a car accident. They're going to die. And, and they died. You know, yeah. so all of those kat- yeah. <laughs> awfulizing. Yeah. So catastrophic thinking. Yeah. Okay. Now, the other part of that is what we would look at is called the discounting the positive. So, you know, some really great stuff is happening in your life. And you know, whatever that might be, and you acknowledge it, but you really actually refuse to take credit for it or actually acknowledge it for what it is. I'm good at this. You
1: are really good. You find, somehow you find the yeah. negative <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. every single positive. No, 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 don't,
0: don't, <laughs> not no, always. no, 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 that's embellishing. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I, 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 that's not actually, I don't see the negative in it. I just don't think it's that big a deal. Right.
1: Or you think it's luck. Uh, yeah. Well, d- I don't even, uh, uh, I don't, it's
0: not that big it's a deal. Not that,
1: and sometimes yeah. it really is. And that really is when you discount the positive; it's a disconnect yeah. from really being able to move your life forward powerfully.
0: Yeah, I got. I got. I'm going to check into that one because I was thinking about it. Yeah. So I. But I disagree totally. I don't look at the negative in the, in that. I do discount it though. I, I minimize yeah. when really cool things happen, which they do. Um, I do minimize it. I know that's a bad, bad habit of mine. I <laughs>
1: don't judge it. It's not <laughs> okay. bad and good as judgments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But then we go into a reasoning, like mm. emotional reasoning. What's that? So have you ever had just a gut feeling on something? All the time. All the time. So for example, when you have a distortion, a cognitive distortion, you actually judge your gut feeling or you go, hey, I'm a horrible coach. I'm a horrible coach. That means I feel like I'm a horrible coach. That means I'm a horrible coach. Like you actually make your negative feelings real, even though they're not true. If in, a, if in a moment I go, oh, I'm a really crappy wife. I feel like I'm a crappy wife. Therefore, I'm a crappy wife. So we make these connections and we reason on an emotional level and we make it true. It's very disturbing.
0: So, you know, there's a, there's a part of it where, you know, in business particularly, because I relate a lot of things that way, is that we actually, you know, I can I can get a gut feeling about something and then I have to disconnect and say, is that an emotional, am I just having an emotional reaction to something, which can be very, very real? Or is it truly a gut feeling? Like this is like a little niggly here that I got to pay attention to. So those are things that we go through. What I'm getting in this is that you're relying on your gut feeling in terms of assessing yourself. So in other words,
1: it's your your inner judge.
0: Yeah. So somebody could, you know, maybe somebody trash talks you on, I don't know, social media. So they throw a bad comment in there and saying, you're, you know, you're full of shit or you're a fake or whatever their story might be. And you take it on. You own As it. true. And then you, your gut feeling is, is that it's true.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. is We're not talking intuition here. We're not talking about that, a, that, That's the That's,
0: that, the, that's, that's where the I was getting the yeah, disconnect. That's yeah.
1: a very, very strong distinction. Emotional reasoning on the gut level is that you actually lean towards the negative. About what, what your gut is saying.
0: So pay attention to that. Yeah. The difference between intuition and the emotionality that you're kind of sick to your stomach because you felt judged and then you go, well, maybe they're true. Maybe it's true. Mm-hmm. Gosh, maybe that's true. Maybe I'm
1: a horrible person.
0: Which leads into labeling or oh, mislabeling. That's and the thing. Where you define yourself by what others think about you, yet who the hell are we to even know what people are truly thinking about? But that's, so go ahead. This is your kind yeah. of area of expertise. Well, we really
1: don't. One of my favorite lines is um, other people's opinions of me are really none of my business mm-hmm. because truly nobody really we never ever 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 five times know what's going on for someone else so the minute we judge or we label someone else or somebody or we accept a label that someone's put on us then we've actually gone into the mislabeling and that is a distortion that if we take on especially in the world of social media right now especially in the world of of negativity so for example you know you make a a a leap. Someone comes to work late or they're at the rink late or whatever. And I go, oh, they're late because they're lazy. They slept in. So we make this leap or this judgment and we label them as quote unquote lazy. And that's really damaging. And it's a distortion because it's not true because we never, ever, ever, ever five times know what's going on for another human being.
0: Okay. Let's keep moving on. So when we look at this one is a really, this one for me leads uh, the segue into this one is a quote. Once again, I don't know who owns this quote. I like it though. Uh, It doesn't matter what you look at. It matters what you see. So we have what is, would be mental filtering. So that distortion is how we view ourselves, how we view our life, how we view our future is through this lens that's really dirty. You know, it's negative, it's dark, it's black perhaps. And so you know, this goes back a little bit of uh, mental filtering. So it's like what we just talked about, which was me looking at really great stuff that happens and me going, yeah, it's not that big a deal, right? So minimizing it. So this is a little bit of that, I think. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When we have the the filtering aspect of what we're doing, we generally lean towards the negative. So Mm -hmm. It, you know, we're looking at the world right now in 2021, and we're seeing it through certain filters, whether it's the mainstream media, news, other people's opinions, and we can feel hopeless, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there's a helplessness that happens when we're only seeing things through a certain filter. And that mental filtering, because of human nature, we generally want to see it through the negative. It's it's harder to climb on top and see things through a positive light.
0: Okay so this is an, an interesting another distortion is when we jump to conclusions. Now jumping to conclusions is really interesting because I've had this experience where I remember with some staff I had years ago back in uh, when in one of the businesses and I would say something to them and they would actually repeat back to me what they interpreted that to mean and I and 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 I'm and I'm almost I'm incredulous like I'm going No, just listen to the words I told you. There's nothing to read between the lines. Just listen to the words. And I would say it again. And it was like they would filter it, you know, in this way that it was like, no, that isn't anything close to what I just said. Yet they're looking at it through this really weird filter and they would jump to this conclusion of what it meant.
1: Right. So think about the jumping to conclusions. So you're if if I'm listening to what you're saying and I repeat back to you what I interpreted and this is what I do in my with my coaching clients all the time is go let repeat back to me what you think you heard me mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. because I'm training them to hear me and to understand the intention behind what I'm saying. But what happens with this um, when people jump to conclusions? They're 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 filtering it through their own values, through their experience, and they're also actually. And I don't want to use this term lightly, but they think they're mind readers. Mm-hmm. They go, "This is really what you meant, Patrick, because yeah, you're yeah. an asshole, or <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. this, or what For you really sure. mean. You're what trying you meant, to hurt me. Yeah, what you meant was. What yeah. you really meant was. Yeah. And it's like really. But when you are committed to understanding that what your m- words mean. Matters. Mm-hmm. What your words mean matter, and people trust you. Then they stop interpreting. But ultimately, we, when we're in a cognitive type of distortion environment like we are right now, we are making things mean. And I love that term. What are you making this mean?
0: So there's a there's a phrase, and and you and I use it a lot, and it's work that we did, and and stuff that we read when we were uh, we were really. Well, I don't want to say really, but, you know, Brene Brown had a real impact. A couple of her books that we read had a real impact on how we even communicate and how we think, right? So, you know, one of the the languaging is, is what I heard you say. Okay, so that's that's a cool language. So somebody says something to you. you know, okay, so what I just heard you say was this, and and they can look and they they can then say no, that's actually not what I meant, or that's not what I said, and then they put in the correction, right? So you're not you're not jumping to a conclusion. You're getting rid of the distortion that you're having. You're opening it up to a conversation. The other thing is when we jump to conclusions, and it goes back to even you know the mental filtering or the original. Uh, what was the first thing we talked about? We uh,
1: talked about. Um catastrophic catastrophic. Yeah, yeah, right, right,
0: right. Okay. So yeah, that's right. So then, then there's the, the phrase that I think is so powerful, which is and I use it a, a lot which is the story I'm telling myself. Mm. you know? Or I ask somebody, what's the story you're telling yourself? You know, They'll phone or they'll talk to me and they'll, whatever's happened, something's happened and they're annoyed or they're pissed off or whatever the story is. And I go, you're telling yourself a story. So what's the story you're telling yourself? So those are really great tools. And I know many people know that one, uh, but I remind everybody to sometimes we all get into it. So what's the story I'm telling myself? So when you find yourself uh, charged, uh, you know, somebody pushing your buttons, or something happens, and you're, uh, you're awfulizing, and you're going into this, you know, catastrophic story. You know, what is the story I'm telling myself? And you know, usually it's just so not true.
1: No, it's true, and we can jump to conclusions on both sides. Whether you know, I'm going to be famous, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to have to, it's going to be super easy, straight line, or I'm going to be a failure for the rest of my life. Yeah. So there's sometimes we just don't find the middle ground where where we have a truth and a relatedness to what's really true.
0: Fantastic. Okay. Then the next one is in distortions, cognitive distortions is overt generalization, right? So, give us a little bit of insight into that. Okay, one. this
1: one's really big because people who overgeneralize actually don't see their life in in either in chapters or segments, or they don't see it in, in ways that are that might be disconnected. They overgeneralize in the sense that every experience from one to the next is completely connected. So, for example, um, you know, you get fired from a job or something. It means I'll never have a great career. Like you, you just overgeneralize so that everything's connected. So I, I break up with my boyfriend or something happens or you get a divorce. I'll never be successful in love, so I'm never going to date again. Mm-hmm. So we make these these distortions when it comes to overgeneralization where everything's linked instead of, okay, so this was a bad relationship. I learned from it. What am I bringing forward? What am I leaving behind? What am I so done with so that I can start a new chapter Mm. and actually find a way to have a successful relationship. But no, when we have a cognitive distortion around overgeneralization is everything's connected to everything else.
0: Everything's connected to everything else. And there's a body of work that we did when we were doing the shift work, uh, shift being, the the shift program that we ran, the coaching program we ran, which was you know, one of the ways that I have to work around that is is to give everybody the concept and the thought process is that the past doesn't exist. Mm. Right? There is no past. You know, there is no future. We know that, but there's definitely no past. There's only our story of the past. So when you are going through this general overgeneralization, if you will, or some of these distortions, if you can catch yourself and you're caught up in an old story, is to realize that it's probably bullshit anyways. It's just your memory of it that you saw through the filters at the time. So in other words, your view of the world at the time saw it that way. So even if it is the truth, it, it's not the truth anymore. If you actually had that happen to you today, it would be through a different set of filters. And so, anyways, that's I don't want to go down that rabbit I don't want to go, down, so so go down the rabbit. Hole. This, yeah. So there is no past. It's gone. It's over, it's done, yet we hang on to it. And uh, the training that I think has been so powerful for me over the years is just recognizing the path or the past does not exist. So I don't hang on to the past. Anyways, uh, okay, so personalization, that's another oh, cognitive- it's all
1: about me. It's all about me. Everything's about me. You know. And when you have this view, everything that happens to you, positive or negative, that you blame yourself for things that are out of your control. This is a big one because when everything is all about you and even something, you know, somebody says something or does something, it's like, oh my God, that's all about me. It's all about me. It's a direct relation to to who I am. And it is so self Centered in a way that it actually doesn't allow for the other person's experience. So when you personalize things, for example, you think you're a target for everything or I'm being excluded because, right?
0: So is that the same as taking, you take things personally as well? So in other words, you know, when people are saying something to you, even if it's not meant to be personal, they're saying, you know, don't walk so fast. It, it, you yeah, know, oh my
1: God, he thinks I'm a fast walker, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> So it is it's all about me and this one is kind of leads into where narcissism comes into um, and even can lean a little bit into the sociopathy of what of when we get so self-absorbed that um, it creates such a big distortion that it's difficult for us to relate to other people. It's very difficult to be in relationship with somebody who is a massive personalizer.
0: Okay, we're carrying on here polarized or black and white thinking is, is this way now it's funny that we so I just want because I'll often use the the term in the in the world of you know uh, when we do this kind of work it you know sometimes it gets really esoteric and you know it's kind of out there and of course you know if you have and I joke about it all the time if you have an accountant or an engineer in the in the programme or in the group, it's either black or white it's really hard for when your brain is wired that way, and it's not making anybody wrong it's just that knowing that character type is very funny because you can you recognize it right away like, oh yeah, but you right want up. an
1: engineer to build your bridge. 100 percent. Like you want that focus and that one-sidedness. But the truth is, it it isn't always that.
0: No, it's not. And, and, and I mean, I mean, we have accountants, so we're, <laughs> we 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 love them. But the point is, is it's it's a way of thinking, and it does get black and white sometimes. Yeah, it, and
1: gets, it's, it, it it deals in extremes. It is,
0: and it's hard to get that. You know, so I'm using that as an example, by the way. But the point of it is, is that we get caught in this black and white world only, and we can't live outside of those boundaries. And that can be very, very limiting.
1: But not just limiting, it's also where people feel safe. Mm. If they live in a black and white world, then they can have the answer that they need, and they don't have to look at the other side. It uh, takes away any yeah, kind of point. balanced thinking. So when you think of the work we've done, whether it's with Dr. Martini, or, you know, even the work we do in, in, in shift, in Champion's Journey, we talk about the context. Now, when you have a context for who you're being, you have to look at yourself with a balanced perspective. Okay, I'm good at this, and I'm not so good at this. I'm great at that, but I suck at that. But it, it opens up your level of awareness so that not only who you're being can show up for more authentically, but also you can receive information about how you're showing up to other people more authentically. And um, unfortunately the black and white thinking is I am this, I am destined for failure because I will never do this because. So, you know, one of our, our last podcasts, we talked about fixed versus growth mindset. This one lives in what we call the false mindset.
0: Well, I was thinking about it as you're talking is that when we look at black and white, we know this to be true is that what you lose in all of that is the creativity Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know when I, you, you talked about John Demartini and I was thinking about Paul Stoltz, when you look at, you know, getting something done and the grit and the commitment to doing that, having the grit and facing the adversities that you face takes creativity. It isn't always black and white. As a matter of fact most often i would say it's not black and white so when we get into that distortion where it's either this or it's that it's either right or it's wrong it's black or it's white you know that is really a challenge and it limits mm-hmm. you know the possibilities of a future it limits the possibilities of a solution it just limits possibilities
1: of growth and, and also, you know, connection. And, and that's what we're really seeing right now. I'm finding with a lot of my clients, a lot of people that are reaching out to me right now is that they're feeling a lack of connection. Mm -hmm. And that's because we're living in such a polarized uh, world. It's either this or it's that you're vaxxed or you're not, you're, you're good or you're bad. Mm -hmm. And we've lost that intimacy and that connection to the, you know, to a balanced perspective, perspective is that all of this is right. And all of this is wrong. Like we have to be able to navigate through a certain conversation, but when we have a polarized or black and white thinking, that distortion is all about me being right and the rest of the world or you being wrong. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's
1: so, so damaging.
0: So this is a, the, the last distortion that we'll talk about today is around should. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Should, should, you should, you should. You know, this is an interesting one because we've uh, talked about this in in terms of values. So we live in a world that, you know, the minute we're using language like you ought to, you need to, you're supposed to, you should, you're actually, you know, you're putting your values onto somebody else. You know, you should lose weight. You should exercise more. Uh, you should walk faster. You should quit smoking. So these are all statements that are actually... You saying you should live my values. And that's whether you're aware of it or not. So that's 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 one way to look at the world of should. And then um, what we then say we should do, we, we, you know, we should,
1: and <laughs> we judge ourselves, we
0: should, we should all over ourselves <laughs> because we're then having to live other people's values. Now that could be societal, that could be family, uh, it could be moral values that we don't align with. I mean, it could be a lot of things. So tell us a little bit about should statements.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing with shoulds is that until we recognize in ourselves that we do have a list, you know, we have an unknown or an unwritten, unspoken list that we're judging other people through. So we're going through it right now. So we have people in our lives who are being judged by their partners with this unspoken or unstated list of shoulds and who they should be and how they should behave and what they should do, what they should put in their body, what they shouldn't put in their body, all of these things, these shoulds, until that's brought to light and brought to the awareness fully that I didn't realize that I had this un conscious list of how you should live. That's why we're having problems in this conversation or that's why we're having problems in this relationship or in this business agreement is because you're not living up to my unconscious list of shoulds.
0: Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, that is about cognitive distortions, bringing your awareness to how we sometimes view the world, how we look at the world. Some of the challenges we face are through those distortions because of those dis- those cognitive distortions, and especially with what's going on in the world today. We talk about it a lot in terms of the, the polarity, the defensiveness. It is just, to me, it, it is, um, I don't know, I'm just seeing it everywhere. And uh, so, when we look at this particular segment called mindset matters is to bring your attention to some things that might help you face the world, an emerging world, uh, some for many, a brand new world that they've never had to deal with, uh, face it, uh, and, and deal with it and take it on because we're going to have to anyways, whatever it is for you.
1: Yeah, we have to take it on, but we also have to take it on with awareness because mm. we are not going back it's yeah. there is no old normal or the uh, before times and there is no new normal we just have what we have right now yep. and if we are going to resist that then the distortions are going to get louder yep. and they're going to get more complicated these are just 10 these are just the 10 that you know yeah. i've been studying for the last however many years yeah there are so many more that if we don't take time and slow down connect with ourselves figure out what it is that we're trying to say to each other through our truth and authenticity, we're not going to be able to find that intimacy and connection that we're seeking.
0: We're in a very reactive world. And, you know, I think the a great goal would be to not be reactive, to bring your awareness to how you're feeling, the emotionality, the charges you feel, the things that are pushing your buttons and examine them so that you don't live in that charge, that you aren't reactive, that you don't say that, you know, something that you're going to regret saying or doing something that you're going to regret doing. So these are all the things that we face in the world, pandemic or no pandemic. These are all tools that we can use in business and in life. And so, uh, hopefully that you got some value out of this and, uh, if any comments or suggestions, uh drop me or Stephanie an email at CEO at Rain dot com, C E O at R E I N Canada.com. If you're interested in taking a look and working with us in webinars where we do a live webinar once a month, and uh that is the Mindset Matters program. You can click on the link that should be in the body of this podcast. And Stephanie, as always, thank you.
1: Thank you, Patrick. I love this one. I love the sciencey stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo@raincanada.com. That's CEO at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you and until next time, Patrick O.